In last week's podcast, I told you I would go for repair therapeutics in an attempt to double the money in the last few weeks before the end of the year. And so far, it turned out to be a good one as repair therapeutics and my bet in repair therapeutics gained 18.69% last week. And I think it will continue. You are listening to the StockInvest.us podcast, Training Tips with Jim, and I am Jim. And this week, there will be a bad sound quality and a shorter podcast than normal. The reason is, by the end of the last week, I got a call from a friend back in Vilnius, I was in Vilnius at the time, telling me that uh, his sister passed away and uh, she lived in Norway. And to help my friend out, I decided I would go to Norway to fly to Bergen, where my brother lives, and uh, since his sister also lived in Bergen, I would reach out a hand with the practical things. That led me to Bergen, and that is the reason why, as I said, this podcast is in a less sound quality as I do only have my laptop with me. It will also be much shorter than usual. And before we start off with the practical things, uh, this event uh, reminds me of the importance to have friends, family, and I hope you follow my advice. As I always say by the end of the podcast, there is more to life than just training. A good support in the background will help you anyway in training. But getting back to the stock market, what can we expect for the week ahead of us? And will I do any changes in the $1,000 challenge? Well, first and foremost, uh, I thought Nasdaq would have uh, a slight fall last week, not by much as I said, but I thought it would be a red one as Nasdaq is and have been overbought for a very long time. But Nasdaq kept pushing up. It was especially the end of the week. Nasdaq ending up 0.69% last week to 14,403. And as I mentioned over and over again, it's a very good thing as we build support below. And that is very important as it can lead to further pushes up. Across all and every board I watch, the warning signs are very high. As PE ratio is sky high, a lot of companies are super high on the relative strength index. But as you've been seeing for the last six weeks, Nasdaq just been pushing up and up and up and that may very well continue as usually the end of the year is a good but it's especially good for those who haven't had a good year so far usually get the tax sell-off then the rebuying style and very often we see this to be biotech companies among others Dow Jones didn't have as good week as Nasdaq barely made it up 0.01%, only three point uh, uh, upturn for Dow Jones last week, ending the week at 36,248 points. The chart tells me that uh, Nasdaq is clearly overbought, but it is getting better. And the reason for this is that the gains are not extreme. They were up 0.7% last week. They are not very extreme. Uh, and the good thing, as I said, it builds supports below. Last week was fueled by different news, uh, and one of the news that took many people by surprise was the job numbers that turned out to be, again, stronger than the market expected. And that 
will lead uh, to one of the main events this week, which is Wednesday, where Jerome Powell will tell what Fed thinks. And will they keep the interest rate unchanged? Will they increase it? What is in store? As we speak, 95% plus of all investors bet that Fed will not touch the interest rates on Wednesday. But uh, already tomorrow we will have very important uh, numbers uh, when the core uh, um, consumer price index numbers will come, the CPI numbers will come, they will tell us how uh, inflation is moving. And uh, Wednesday we will also have a producer price index number, PPI numbers, and Fed will talk, I think it's around 2 o'clock if I'm not mistaken, and tell what they think. Market is betting for that uh, the rate, interest rate will be unchanged. Uh, but job numbers are strong, uh, meaning that there is still a somewhat hot economy. Will be very interesting if uh, Fed increased interest rates. We can expect markets to uh, take a nosedive on Wednesday. So from Wednesday can be very red uh, days. As we move into the week, we have strong momentum, so today and tomorrow should, in theory, be somewhat okay. Well, Wednesday for sure should be volatile. So you have to follow the numbers tomorrow. Uh, they will start come tomorrow, uh, and Wednesday will for sure be an important day. So the week uh, will be very interesting to see. Job numbers will come on Thursday, the weekly job numbers will come, and we'll see how they will do. There is uh, also getting to the end of the quarter season for the bigger companies. There are no really uh, good catches this week. I think it's uh, Adobe on Wednesday uh, for those playing Adobe and Costco that they will also give an indication of inflation. They will be on Thursday. So there is uh, these major things uh, that can move the market, the Fed, of course. On top of that, we have the global situation, which some is somewhat stable. We like that. All in all, this tells me that it's fair good chance that the market may end up green this week. And given the right mix on Wednesday, we can have a red end on the week. I will do this bet. I've been uh, wrong lately as I predicted slight downturns, but Nasdaq kept uh, the momentum of keeping up. Um, I still uh, will bet on that we will have a slight correction downwards. What I do think for sure is that it will be a volatile week. That is my guess. A lot of up and downs. It will be a good week for traders who are able to use it. And uh, by the end of the week, my guess is that it will be a red week. But let's look at the buy and sell signals. What do they say? We know that these numbers usually give a good indication how market is. And right now, 36% of all the companies that we analyze have a buy signals. That's down from 39 last week, which is a good thing. We actually want that. We don't want market to be too overheated. Nasdaq, 41% uh, percent down from 44. Nasdaq was very high last week, went down a little bit. Some of the reason for this is that there was just a few selected companies doing good at Nasdaq last week. And some of you who are not too experienced may wonder, so how does all of this work? Well, Nasdaq uh, is a weighted index, meaning that the bigger companies have bigger weight uh, in the index. So if the bigger companies move, that uh, affects the entire index. Actually, just three, four of the companies can make the index go green, while the rest 
uh, of the companies either are unchanged or even red. That's how important the major company companies are. New York Stock Exchange. So, oh, so just to clarify that. So when we see that Nasdaq went up, but amount of buy signals went down, it just means a lot of these minor companies turned uh, away from buy signals. If we are well up in the 40s, even in the 50s, you can expect corrections down. And last week, New York Stock Exchange was up at 55, extremely high. Currently sitting at 44, and as you know, Dow Jones did not have uh, any real changes last week. Only up 0.01% for Dow Jones, almost ended in red. London a little bit up actually from 32 to 34% buy signals, while Tokyo had a fall from 22 to 12% buy signals, and chess in China also down to 18. Usually we see some movements in Asia first, and then they get over to the West Coast, uh, but we'll see if that will be the case for the markets this week. Oil uh, has been falling, currently sitting around 71.5%, but it was just under 70, I think 67, 68 or something like that, but has been rising up a little bit lately. It's big geopolitical games going on around oil. And I will just repeat what I have been saying in a few podcasts uh, over the last month, especially that uh, oil tankers is maybe where you want to put your money. And if you check these stocks, they have been doing extremely good lately and you can expect them to continue to do good moving forwards as a lot of oil will be transported during the next few months. Gold, which had such a strong upturn, past all-time high, up about 2,100 points, fell back last week to 73, uh, by $73 to 2,010, but we are above 2,000 again. Reason gold was falling is because of the economic data and a little bit about how the dollar move against other currencies. 10-year treasury yield remained unchanged at 424. It's a good thing I expect the treasury yield to go up because the economy is still hard and hot and that doesn't argue for rates cuts yet. But whatever newspaper I open, even if it's Norwegian, if it's uh, Lithuanian, if it is American newspaper, they all write the same. Next year, there will be seven, six, seven, eight rate cuts, uh, and it will be just cuts and cuts and cuts in the interest rates. I am not so sure about that. I was dead wrong now on the interest rates when the interest when everyone said that interest rates would not go up. I said it will go up, and I've been very correct about that. And inflation. The question is. Will I be uh, right or wrong when I think that interest rates will not go down uh, as fast as people think next year? We will just have to see. I hope I'm wrong because if interest rates go down, it becomes more attractive to invest into the stock market. Money will flow back into the stock market. That will push prices up. That will push your stock prices up. And tons and tons of stocks are undervalued, while some of the major stocks are overvalued. So if that scenario happens, that we will see uh, interest rates go down, uh, money will flow back to the stock market. And I can promise you, many of you are sitting in stocks, despite Nasdaq being up almost 40% this uh, this year, either been losing money or hardly gaining anything. If interest rates go down, markets go up, that will be the Super scenario for your stocks. 
at the same time, there is always the risk that things backfire and we go down, but the situation is better than I have seen in a long, long time. Enough about the markets. There is plenty of time to dwell about what will happen over uh, the next few years. I will not do it in this podcast as I'm a little bit short of time and the quality, as I said, will not be the very best. We're 12 minutes into the podcast. It's time to talk about the $1,000 challenge. What will I do this week? Will I be able to do something good? For those following this podcast, know that for years and years I've been doing uh, portfolios. Uh, and uh, it did extremely well. Not so well 2023, but 2022 was extremely well. And uh, by summer, I decided to change everything and uh, make a $1,000 challenge where I invested $1,000 because I uh, think that's an amount many people can follow and relate to and see if I could make this money really grow fast. My challenge, my wish was to double it by Christmas. And as I told you, uh, we only had before last week, we only had like 13, 14% gain. And that is not enough if we want to double your money. So I said, I will go a little bit more risky. Uh, And I said, I would buy repair therapeutics. And I did so. I sold TK. Got into uh, repair therapeutics at $5.35 last week. And some of you may wonder, so why did you go out of TK? Because you said TK would be good. Yes, I believe TK will do very good. If you look a few months ahead, I think that you will see there will be a solid return in TK. But in this challenge, I do the following. I had $1,000 when I started. I invested into companies, out of companies. I cannot buy two companies for $1,000. Uh, we will do that later when we start to accumulate more money. We will uh, diversify a little bit more. But right now, we just run high risk. And we've been in and out of a few companies made in some, lost a little in some, but we were able to go uh, into profit before last week. As I said, I think it was 13 14%. Uh, and uh, I said that I don't think TK will do especially good. And we need more to be a bit more aggressive if being able to double the money before end of year and to do so i singled out repair therapeutics i sold tk before uh, early on in trading last monday i bought repair therapeutics at 535 i posted as i promised on youtube the price which i bought at and during week repair therapeutics had a good week Ending Friday at 6.35, being up 18.69%. And it's heading towards the levels which I said. I already said these are the things that I think I can squeeze out of it, but it looks to me to be a little bit more. So for a week ahead of us, I will remain in repair therapeutics, but getting ready to sell. And when I sell, I will publish in uh, the YouTube so you can see the sell. I will show you later on the transaction so you can see all of these things you have to excuse me life is a little bit busy and sometimes i just have to be smart about these podcasts which i give you every monday i've been doing so now for almost four years straight up now repair therapeutics is uh, our ptx repair therapeutics is uh, uh, in the one thousand dollar challenge it's not sold Uh, i uh, I've decided to keep a very wide stop loss on it because it's very volatile, can move a lot during this week. 
Uh, there is no reason why it couldn't uh, fall back to 535. By all means, bad week on Wednesday. Wrong words from uh, Powell, and uh, that game will be lost, but I will secure profits will go out in profit in this one. I just hope that we can squeeze out even more profit. And the next stock I will tell you next Monday if I am changing this to something else. I will tell you uh, before I buy, because that is what I do in this podcast. I tell you first, then I buy uh, the next ticket. Just a few weeks left uh, for Christmas and uh, not much trading. Currently we are up, uh, I haven't checked exactly, but we should be up some 30-40%. We need we need a really a good uh, week or two weeks to double the 1000 to $2,000 before Christmas and we will continue then after Christmas to see how far we can grow this $1,000 challenge. The $1,000 challenge came because that's how I started trading, but a much lower amount than that. I think I had some $450 uh, many, 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 many years ago. Uh, that was how I started my trading and I was able to grow this money month by month, year by year. And with some patience, you may be able to. But remember, there is no free meal in trading. Easy come, easy go. It's the same thing. There is no guarantees. That is why you should use stop loss whenever trading reduce your losses. That's one of the ways uh, to really do good in trading. Try to reduce your losses. Use stop loss. Look at charts, find support levels, and if stock drops below support levels, either it's trend, accumulated volume, whatever kind of support you use. Uh, don't think twice, just selling your stomach guts is usually the right one. 18 minutes, I think I will end it there on the if. I'm not sure what you see behind me, but maybe you're able to see uh, the sea and the boats. My brother has a nice house next to the sea uh, here in Bergen. Uh, I will wrap up the podcast, uh, drive off uh, to help my friend with the sad things. Uh, hopefully, when markets open, it will start green and when we get to the end of the week, I made money and I really hope you made money. Anyway, I wish you the absolutely best all week and good speaking just a week. Until then, have a good time. Bye. Welcome to StockInvest.us Stock Analysis. We remind you that trading involves a high risk of losing money, and that you should speak with a financial advisor before buying or selling any securities. You should not base your investment decision upon StockInvest.us. By using the information you agree and are held liable for your own investment decisions.